It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the fiesta. Coming to you from your nearest pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin. I'm Charbol and this is El Bandito. And we're here with the Power Hour of Love Halloween Edition. Happy Halloween. <laughs> How's it going tonight, El Bandito? Ooh, well now that I'm all like dingled and scintillated all with with my terrors and fears coming to light i'm doing quite all right senor <laughs> well we are definitely right smack dead in the middle ha 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 of the halloween season man halloween's right around the corner all the decorations are coming up all the attractions are opening up and you know horror movies on tv it's just great Oh, you're absolutely right, senor. And even this past weekend, I actually got to go to my first haunted house of the year. Oh, really? Where was that at? I actually took a trip out to Sarasota, Florida, the beautiful town out there. And they have this historic Confederate uh, mansion that was built out there. I didn't realize that we were a Confederate state here in Florida, but <laughs> apparently we did secede from the Union and we were the third state to do so. How exciting. Man, so it had a little bit of history there too, <laughs> it, besides the haunts. It certainly did. And when we went through this mansion that was built, uh, the guy said erected. I like that part. But it was erected <laughs> in 1848 and they were having a candlelight tour in the middle of the night through this haunted mansion. Oh man, that sounds pretty awesome. Do they do that like every year? Yes, they they do it every year and it's to support it's actually a state park now, this Confederate home. Oh. So they they do it to support the property and maintain it and it's like kind of, you know, their way of getting money to make sure that everything and all that history is preserved. Oh, definitely, man. Because, you know, it's very important to preserve the history. You know, some of these people want to whitewash it and, like, make it, like, go away. Like, mm -hmm. where, you know, we want to pretend like that never happened. But, hey, it's history. You know, just like they always say, you know, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. So Absolutely. And I have to say, on that note, I was a little disturbed about how many Confederate flags still hang in Sarasota. <laughs> but that's okay. You guys rock on. Do what you got to do, you know? <laughs> I know they had to take them down from the Capitol. But, yeah, I think yeah. everywhere else it's still kind of... Yeah, like well, it. I did stop by a flea market, too. And <laughs> they had a lot of leather jackets where the full back was Confederate flags. So. Did, did you buy one? Uh, no. I didn't even go in those stores. <laughs> they can tell I'm, uh, you know... <laughs> That's what I was going to say, man. What were you doing at a Confederate <laughs> mansion? <laughs> well, but uh, the haunted tour was very nice, though. Very you know, and you got cool. to learn some history. It had all this historic furniture and stuff inside of it. And it, it, it unfortunately, the, the, the haunted tour wasn't about the mansion, but mm -hmm. it was about ghosts and specters and monsters and things. So sure. I learned less about the mansion than I did about the history <laughs> of specters and goblins and things. But that was still good. I mean, it's Halloween time. That's the time to do it. Absolutely. It tends to be the thing. You know, you want to get everybody, like, like you said, like kind of get the chills going and stuff. Mm -hmm. Talk about chills. We, I mean, we narrowly escaped a real horror coming at us, you know, a few weeks ago with Matthew Hurricane, you know, mm -hmm. sweeping right by Florida. And unfortunately, like we mentioned earlier, you know, it did go up into the, uh, the more northern states, but, you know. Yes. And, and just north of us, up in the St. Augustine area, yes, they, yes. the counties just above us, Brevard and everything, they, they yes. got hit pretty hard, mm -hmm. you know, and unfortunately, you know, we were down here on the Treasure Coast, yes. you know, making sure the storm didn't pound us down here. Yes. And, you know, Senior Boyle was a thousand feet tall, making sure trees <laughs> didn't crush buildings. And I was making sure that all the women's and women's shelters were kept safe. Um, I, and I, we, we didn't make it up to help out in St. Augustine, but we wish them all the best and, you know, a speedy recovery to all of them. I mean, not to, you know... Not to make it about me, but, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I did notice that, you know, everybody was thanking FPNL and the emergency services. But, I mean, I think only I heard a few people thank Charbol. So, I mean, yeah. if anybody wants to thank me, you know, you can, like, you know, put it on, like, the Facebook or email us at Charbol or at 
powerhouroflove at gmail.com. <laughs> I like the way you even think the email is just you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we're glad to, you know, everyone that we've spoken to, you know, it, it has been, it was safe and they made, they weathered the storm. And like you said, talk about history, you know, St. Augustine, you know, lots of history there. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully everything's going well up there. Yeah. We wish you all the best. Absolutely, man. So now you were mentioning earlier that while you were out there, not just, you know, chasing after ghosts and uh, going to Confederate mansions, but you actually <laughs> got to go and uh, try a, a, a brewery? Yeah, we, we found a very exciting uh, place to go there in Sarasota called the Siesta Key Brewery. Oh, man, sounds and nice. Yeah, I, I saw a brochure for it and was just like, I like the name. That sounds good, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a big rum fan, of course. You like taking siestas? Yeah, so it sounded like a perfect fit, you know? So I went out to this brewery and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear that Senor Boyle and I are tonight partaking in the yes. wonderful Siesta Key rum that I was able to purchase on site at this privately owned brewery that has a staff of less than 10 people normally. Wow. Um, but they do open tours on the weekends. You know, they have a schedule throughout the day. You can look them up online. But, you know, we happened to walk in and take this tour there, meet the owner and his wife who were amazingly nice people. He said he used to be a software engineer. Oh, and now, hey. you know, he used. You know, his his influence and money that he made doing that <laughs> to get into the business of rum making and basically learn the whole business from scratch. You know, I was quite surprised to find that in this, like, dumpy industrial park, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, that they have what is considered the best brewery in the country and the spiced rum of the year for the last four years running. Wow, that's pretty awesome. And the best in the country, not just the state, but the country? Yeah, the best in the country. And guess who awarded them that award? Who's that? The Caribbean Journal. Oh, man. So, yeah, <laughs> when you got the Caribbean awarding you an award for rum, you know, like that's... that's you yeah, know, they, they know well, what they're talking about. Well, here, I'm going to take a <laughs> sip right now, and I'll, I'll let you know what I think. Here you go. <laughs> mm, now, that's... That's damn tasty, man. <laughs> like, it, you know, it, it tastes almost like the holidays, you know? Like, it has, like, a um, cinnamon kind of taste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would say if... Yeah, if it's we a were, lot of honey. Oh, and, yeah. and, like, autumn fall spices. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, I would say, like... You know, out of five, I would give it a good 4.5. I, I don't know why I'm minusing off that little half four, but, I mean, it's high <laughs> up there, man. You know, I can't even think of You know, I had this rum from Tortuga one time. Mm-hmm. I'd say it might be a little better, but I would have to have them side by side because that was many <laughs> years ago. Well, the, the Got Rum magazine is like kind of their trade publication for the industry. Okay. And they also rated them number one and went on to, quote, raise the bar for every coconut rum in the U.S. marketplace. Something the rum industry has not seen before. <laughs> oh man, well that's awesome. Well, yeah. So yeah. and uh, you know the the owner, like I said, he gives you this tour, you know, and and you get to tour the facilities with the owner. He takes you every step of the way from fermenting to bottling to aging, you know, putting the labels on. I mean everything. And he tells you the whole step of the process as he learned it. So it's fascinating. It's exciting. He's a wonderful man for sharing all of this so openly with everyone and lets you take photos and all sorts of things. And he even tells you that. The secret to his rum being so good is that he does not use any of the extracts or flavors that a lot of larger manufacturers use, but instead goes through all of the extra effort to like shave real coconut and wow. to blend real spices and grind real so, cinnamon and put that in the vats with everything. So all you people that are all about organic and El Natural and stuff, you got to try it. What's the name of this rum again? It's called Siesta Key. And uh, where is it available? Well, you can visit them online at the Drum Circle Distillery or by Google searching Siesta Key Rum, and you can contact them directly for locations where the rum is available, or you can look at www.brodies.com, that's B-R-O-U-D-Y-S.com, where it is sold online. They're available in most states' neighboring Florida and surrounding areas, or they are available at every total wine and more store in the country. Oh, man, right around the corner. Yeah, and the closer you get to Sarasota, the more it's available in other stores like the ABC Liquors and sometimes even Walmarts and Publix, as he said. So if your local store doesn't carry it, you can let them know and have them contact Siesta Key or Drum Circle Distillery. Wow, so they're really starting to spread their wings. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And like I said, this is all natural. There's no extracts and, you know, weird flavorings or things like that in here. And it's all handmade. You know, they, they, they pretty much hand cork these bottles. Well, I shouldn't say hand cork. They have yeah. a corking machine. But you know what I mean? Like they put one bottle in at a time and a person has to sit there and do that. Sure, but, sure. But, uh, you know, it's all privately owned, privately done. And you would expect to pay a ton of money for this. 
but they sell store size bottles for regular rum prices. Well, you know what, El Bandito? I think what we need to do is we need to get a, uh, you know we need to gather some of the guys, get them in here. We'll get you know we'll have the Siesta Key rum, and we'll have mm-hmm. a couple of the other name brand rums, and we'll kind of you know have a little tasting of our own. Oh, on an upcoming show, and we'll see which one is top dog. Oh yeah, we'll have to do it. I would love to to try Malibu next to their toasted coconut. Oh yeah, because yeah. their toasted coconut tastes like you just picked a coconut off a tree, cut it in half, poured your rum in there, and then drank it. It's like that much coconut in it. Well, that sounds great, man. Like we said, if you guys are looking for it, Siesta Key available at Total Wine and More, you know, definitely give it give it a shot if you're a rum fan. Well, we got a lot of cool stuff coming tonight, man. We're going to find out the king of horrorcore tonight. A little bit later, man, I'm going to test you, El Bandito, oh, okay. we're going to find out who is the king of horrorcore. Definitely different for our station. You know, Podunk's usually more of the, you know, punk rock all, you know, but we're going to mix it up a little bit tonight. Plus, we got a lot of good new music, some stuff by Urizen, some stuff by Megaran, some stuff, a, a new track by On the Shoulders of Giants. It's going to be a great night. All right, so here's Urizen with The New Revelation. And that was Yurizen with the new revelation. Oh man, the boys in Yurizen back at it again. Oh, those guys are awesome, man. I mean, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The best stage show in Nerdcore, second to none. Absolutely, man. Yeah, if you guys haven't checked them out yet, look them up on YouTube, look them up on Facebook. 
Urzen, man. Like, they are great. You know, El Bandito, I just recently heard that Urzen's going to be joining up with Psycho Stick, and they're going to be playing the So What Texas show in Dallas. That's a big, you know, pretty much the biggest show in Dallas for music. Oh, that's awesome, man. And, you know, they, they are in the spot. Definitely, man. You know, Urzen, they're out there rocking it. I'm sure they're going to be going on tour again soon, you know. But now, man, it's time for some podunk news podunk news okay senor well what have we got up on the podunk news well there's some really interesting stuff going on out in the hollywood area you know they have uh you know all these like pop and uh you know r&b stars Mm -hmm. they're they're starting to be spotted wearing like um old like uh punk rock and and hard rock heavy metal <laughs> memorabilia but they're all like bedazzled oh okay <laughs> like, so it's not like vintage but no no i mean they try to make it look vintage but yeah like you know uh chris brown was spotted i think wearing like a, a suicidal tendencies t-shirt with like a leather jacket with spikes on it and like justin bieber was wearing <laughs> like a metallica t-shirt and you know, all this stuff and but, it had like rhinestones. In yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's totally like you know like an Ed Hardy shirt, but like uh, with like okay. punk rock and you know heavy metal stuff. Like I don't know the gig if like they're getting like you know a percentage. You know, <laughs> I, I would sure hope so because if not, someone's gonna get sued. I'm sure. But they didn't make the clothes. I'm sure. Sure. But even still, you know, you you would hope that there was some sort of a deal going on. But the real kicker is that apparently Beyonce just started a new tour. And she's going, there's a, uh, she's selling this pin that says Slayer Anse, and it <laughs> combines her logo with the classic Slayer logo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much these are going for, but you can find them on eBay. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that, being that they're being sold at her show, at her merch station. Hopefully her and, um, you know, Slayer have worked out <laughs> a deal. Apparently, Carrie King, you know, famous guitarist of Slayer, his wife did not have a lot of nice words to say about it. So <laughs> I'm not sure what the deal is there. Slayer's management definitely has to get on that one. Yeah, when it comes to fashion, it kind of seems each person is on their own. And then once in a while, Hollywood, like you said, comes out with these really bizarre trends of things. <laughs> that, that that would be definitely something to uh, to, to follow. But yeah, it's a Slayer Anse. Like I said, you can find them on, on eBay if anyone <laughs> just wants to get one just for a gag. But, yeah, I don't know how much they're going for actually at her performances. Well, you know, speaking of interesting jewelry, I saw quite an interesting piece of jewelry myself this week. Oh, yeah? What's that? Uh, it, apparently, this company called ASOS uh, have made a dripping blood necklace Oh, that is getting a lot of great reviews because it so much looks like real drips. Perfect in time for Halloween. Exactly. And that's what it's billed as. It's being sold in Halloween stores as this choker that looks like dripping blood. And the really cool thing about it is that it's glow in the dark. Oh man, this sounds pretty killer. Yeah, it sounds almost perfect for, you know, the tween or teenager, you know, absolutely in your home who likes to dress up all gothic every day for school and stuff and then for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the fact that because it's glow in the dark, uh-huh. uh, even though it's a dripping blood necklace, it okay. appears white during the daytime. White is it isn't blood supposed to be ri- Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. It is. So it kind of looks like a, a, a pearl necklace instead of a blood <laughs> necklace, if you'll catch my drift there. And they're still selling this? Like, yeah, like, they're uh, still selling it. Uh, it's apparently unintentionally X-rated, but <laughs> most wow. people look at it. Well, I'm going to post a link to this on our Facebook page. Oh, you have You to. go there and drop a comment and let us know if you think it looks like the, a great Halloween <laughs> addition to your wardrobe or if it looks like you know a cum necklace <laughs> and what's the name of what's the name of the company again uh, it's asos a-s-o-s you know you can oh, look it man. up online it's called the the blood dripping necklace <laughs> oh man that, that is hilarious in non um attire news <laughs> we've got uh, a very big announcement came through uh, this past week in that the legendary punk rock band the dead kennedys will be touring Florida in 2017. Oh, it sounds like we have a concert. Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> you know, and it's really wild because, you know, a few weeks back we announced that Guttermouth and the Queers would be touring in February, mm-hmm. while the Dead Kennedys will be touring in January. Now, there's one gotcha to it is that the original lead singer, Jello Biafra, of Dead Kennedys will not be joining mm-hmm. the band. They've they've had a long-standing dispute. Okay. Um, so there is a different singer, but... Either way, you're going to see the Dead Kennedys, and they are literally going almost everywhere. 
they're hitting the Treasure Coast up at the inlet. Mm-hmm. They're going down south. They're going out probably near Sarasota. You know, they're going to be everywhere. So, yeah, definitely January. Check out Dead Kennedys. And then in February, Gutter Mouth and the Queers. Yeah, I'm sure tickets are going on sale soon. So just yes. in time for Halloween, we can tell you, watch out for the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, man. Good call. Well, aside from stuff going on in the future, we got to talk about something that's going on right now. Oh, what do you got? Man, you know, here at the Power Hour of Love on podunkradio.com, we're big fans of nerdcore. You know, we play a lot of Absolutely. it on our on our show. We listen to it. We go to the concerts. We're friends with a lot of the, you know, pioneering nerdcore artists. Yeah, incredibly We've, approachable, super nice guys. Absolutely. Been, you know, been rocking them for a long time now. Well, just recently on uh, on Jeopardy, uh, there was a contestant by the name of Susan Cole who went on there, and she said that she had a big fondness for nerdcore. And w- you're not going to believe what Alex Trebek said to her. Here, we're going to play the clip. My favorite type of music is something I've never heard of, but it doesn't sound like fun. I think it's very fun. It's called nerdcore hip hop. It's nerdcore hip hop. Yes, um, it's. Uh, People who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners, you know. It's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Wow. Okay, that's pretty dicky, man. Uh, you know it, man. And But yeah, definitely Alex Trebek, like just very surprising, you know, like mm-hmm. for him. I mean, you know, he never really like, you know, adds any commentary to what, you know, someone goes, oh, I'm a firefighter, blah, blah, blah. You know? Sure. And he's just like, oh, that's good. You know, it just kind of moves on, you know. So for him to say that, it was kind of mm-hmm. like. Man, that's pretty hurtful. Yeah, because you know he's basically calling that girl a loser right to her face. Exactly, you know? exactly. Now, not heard in that clip afterwards, he did say, oh, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. You know, so he quickly like backpedaled, but sure. it's just the fact Because he was that- like, holy shit, only nerds watch my fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid ass. Well, you know, one of our favorite nerdcore artists and a person we've spent a lot of time seeing live and actually hanging out with uh, random slash mega ran did have something to say about this whole thing ah. in one of his classic freestyles and we're going to hear it right here alex trebek you lost a lot of respect i gotta check you off the rip for coming out of your neck talking sideways on geeks man you a trip because you hadn't heard nerds make up half of your viewership nerdcore is home to some serious lyricists i'll break this down in the format you're familiar with this host gets roasted on snl yearly Hosts a show for nerds and doesn't know it, clearly. Nobody likes a know-it-all, condescending blowhard. Easy to be snarky when you're holding all the note cards. But Susan got the last laugh, 20 grand cash, and you're good at all my shows. You don't even have to ask. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Suck it, Trebek. Oh, man. See, I'm telling you, man, the way like Megaran lays it down, you know, he's super clean. He's, you know, fun mm-hmm. and he, but he just, he, he throws the stuff in there and, uh, you know, I, I think if anyone was going to answer the call, you know, it's great that it was Mega Ran. Oh, absolutely. Because he does it with class, absolutely. you know, and he does it with good pop culture references. Yep. You know, slamming him on SNL and everything. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and he makes a good point. You know, I'm sure he was, you, you know, Mega Ran is one of the, the nerdcore artists that, is so true to the craft because he's incredibly smart. Yep. You know, he used to be a teacher himself. Yes. You yep. know, so he knows how to be an educator. He knows how, to, you know, he's a very learned man himself. Absolutely. You know, so, and I, I don't mean to say that there are other nerdcore artists that aren't that smart, but a, a lot of nerdcore artists that have come up since it's become a genre mm-hmm. are people that are rappers who are yes. rapping about, you know, pop culture things that they love, but they're not nerds at heart. Sure, sure, sure. And at least not in, in my humble opinions. And no, I know what you're saying. You know, yeah. it, uh, was it Johnny Dangerously? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah Jesse Jane Dangerously, is that who you're referring to from yes. Canada? Yes, yes, Jesse Dangerously then. Um, he wrote a fantastic song where he described that you are not a nerd unless you are picked on or beat up for <laughs> loving the things that you love. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as nerd culture has become more and more prevalent and more mainstream, I keep that belief in my heart, and I know that when I used to tell people that I love Captain America when I was a kid, mm-hmm. they would shove me to the ground and say I was a dork or whatever, sure. and now it makes you know $100 million worldwide, <laughs> and I go to the theater, and this girl that looks like Kim Kardashian is you know weeping in the seat next to me when Cap gets shot during the Avengers, and I'm yeah. just like, 
<laughs> yeah, see, I'm not such a nerd now. Absolutely, know? man. But uh, but yeah, Megaran, he's a classic nerd. He he knows how to express himself, mm-hmm. you know, in a very clear and you know, like like you said, not that we don't want to give the impression that the other nerd car artists don't. But if I was going to pick someone to answer that, you know, I would say, man, Megaran, I, I was yeah. so happy to see he jumped on. It, yeah, one know? of the kings of nerdcore to do it. You know, absolutely, man. And what's really funny, he's on tour right now with. MC Lars, another very mm-hmm. well-educated, lots of uh, literature-based, you know, hip, you know, hip-hop in his stuff. You know, he, he's on tour with uh, MC Lars and, um, of course, the legendary MC Chris <laughs> of you know Adult Swim f- fame, MCP pants in the house. You know, and they're <laughs> you know they're touring around the nation, mm-hmm. and I know they're going to be going overseas too. And awesome. at, at, since this happened, every show that they're at. They will, uh, they'll do a little segment where they'll get the audience to say, suck it, Trebek. <laughs> and they're recording it and putting it on social media. Nice. Now, the real gotcha out of all this, and Megaran said it, you know, Alex Trebek called her a loser. Mm-hmm. She ended up taking home $22,000 <laughs> that night. Mm-hmm. She came back on Thursday and won again. Nice. So big ups to, to Susan Cole for pretty much showing Alex Trebek that she's not a loser mm-hmm. and that, you know. Yeah, and no one who listens to Nerdcore is a loser. Absolutely. You know? Or maybe they are, but not because they listen to Nerdcore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Like you said, man, stay true to what you believe in. Absolutely. Listen to what you want to. And with that being said, why don't we play this track here that's by uh, MC Lars, Megaran, and... Team Headkick, who recently did the Deadpool uh, ending credits song, which they're most known for, they all got together and have this song here, properly titled, Suck It, Trebek. Her favorite type of music is something I've never heard of, but it doesn't sound like fun. I think it's very fun. It's called Nerdcore Hip Hop. Nerdcore Hip Hop. -hop. Yes. Um, It's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners, you know. It's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Suck it, Trebek. Suck it, Trebek. Suck it, Trebek. you expect? I ain't mixing my words, but who the hell are you to talk? You're the king of the nerds. I'll take the daily double bet on my money, now you in trouble, pal. Who's the one that's in jeopardy now? I'll take how to be a dick for 500, Alex. Cause you're standing there looking like a phallus. You're a game show host, not a music critic. Why don't you STFU for a minute? What you know about nerdcore anyway? Nothing, cause you're ancient, old and gray. Call our fans losers, what you listen to? That big band crap from 1932? Of course you do. I know you were there. You probably watched the Civil War from your rocking chair. You just had to run your mouth and disrespect. Well, guess what? Suck it, Trebek. Suck it, Trebek. Now, using a platform to show ignorance to a little-known rap form And put down intelligent folks to prove your relevance Truthfully, I've spoken it, but I don't feel that scorn Long in the tooth, my song's been the truth And shaming folks ain't just wrong, it's abuse You're the worst kind of bully, but instead of being depressed We gon' take the high route, thank you for the free press Turd Ferguson, can't believe the nerve of him Hit him with the daily double, now we gotta service him DMZ too, that escalated quickly Gotta go to Cobra City with a hundred nerds with me And got folks mad like, hey, what's up, y'all? We're rooting for Susan, hope she bankrupts y'all. I used to give you such love and respect, but now you leave me no choice. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Suck it, Trebek. Yeah. 
On Jeopardy, you're elderly, your energy is negative. You denigrate our movement on TV because you say it is. A pernicious sound for the sad and lonely. Geeks playing D&D, hold up if you only knew the people in the scene. Living their dreams. Scientists and animators on the same team. A subculture of which you're not aware. Standing there so unfair with your patronizing stare. I'm sure you're really nice, but here is some advice. Please keep it positive, that's the key to life. I know you're getting laughs when you elucidate our pain. But I want to thank you, Alex, because you used your fame. Hey. To give us some power for what it's worth. Because the geeks will rise up and inherit the earth. So thank you, Susan Cole, for spreading the word. Yep. For some bit hey. oh, oh. Oh. Hey. Oh. Oh. Suck it, Rebecca. And that was Suck It Trebek by Team Headkick, MC Lars, and the incredible Mega Ran. Oh, yeah, man. What would you think of that one? <laughs> I think that was awesome, man. I love the uh, the little video for that, too, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely have to share that one on Facebook. Yeah, they had a lot of little cute uh, pop culture references, you know, with the no-scoping <laughs> and stuff. I like oh, that. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah, well, you know, even in the song he mentions, you know, those are all the things that are popular now, mm-hmm. you know? It, it's just so funny that, you know... Alex Trebek would be that that far disconnected when, like you said, he's literally on a show primarily watched by nerds. You yeah, know? totally. You know, so it's just fun. It's just something he did, he knew nothing about and, oh, wa- yeah. and thought he would make a funny joke. So it's like you know, I harbor no ill will towards Trebek. You sure, know, he's sure. just trying to be funny and. Yeah. wasn't that happened so whatever. absolutely it definitely <laughs> does but you know but their their message is right keep it positive if you, if you don't know what it is don't bash it absolutely and hey you know there's probably a lot of people out there that didn't know what nerdcore was that now do so hey yeah. like they say thanks for the free press <laughs> well el bandito being that it's you know halloween time and stuff i wanted to do something very special for you oh for me yes oh you're so nice it's a test Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't bring like a number two pencil or anything. Well, don't worry, man. It's a, it's a, uh, a pretty easy one. Like we're just going to listen to a couple tracks and okay. then you're going to decide who you think is the king of horror core. Now, if a lot of you out there aren't aware of what horror core is, it's pretty much like how nerd core is nerdy rap music. Well, horror core is horror-themed rap music. So very very different for, you know, like I said, our usual format. But, hey, we like to mix it up here. And around Power Hour, we love everything, even horrorcore. (laughs) So, um, you know, most famously, you know, you'd have, like, groups like ICP and Twisted Mm -hmm. and some of these more well-known horrorcore artists. Well, I dug deep in, you know. Oh, okay. I I know who you mean. Losers, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, suck it, El Bandito. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, we're going to listen to a little bit of each track, and then uh, pretty much you're going to decide Ooh, who okay. is the king of horror. Okay, so my king of, of horror core. Pretty much, and we'll even, you know, try to present them with the prize if they'll accept it. Awesome, okay. Yeah, so definitely. So, all right, here we go. Here's the first track. This is really a horror core original. This is the Ghetto Boys with Assassins. This is one of the first ever horror core songs. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's probably enough of that song. I actually like it, so I'll just keep listening to it over and over again. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, that one is absolutely a favorite of mine. Okay. Um, I can tell even from their cut um, that I like the production of the ICP one better. Oh, you know? sure, sure. But I mean, that's you're comparing apples and oranges when you talk about <laughs> the production money that probably one has versus the other. Well, not to mention it was about 10 years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I don't want to cut them for, for not having as good production because if they came up with the song and everything, like, I didn't even know that. I didn't realize that was a cover. <laughs> hey, but, surprise. Uh, yeah, I will definitely give that one a solid four hearts out of five. All right, all right. Well, here, all right, we're going to keep the, 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 the skulls rolling here. Next, we have Bone Thugs and Harmony with Mr. Ouija. Ouija, are you with me? 
Now this is Ouija like the Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> no, like a Ouija board. Ah, okay. I mean, if he's playing the game, you would think they would be together, right? <laughs> I like it. The vocals are nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Very harmonizing. Yeah, it's very melodical, you know. But it's a little repetitive. Let's get past it. Okay, we got we got the first part already. Let's go. Okay, this is a little it's too repetitive. <laughs> okay. Is, is, is it going to change or is there more? I think that's pretty much it. It's pretty, okay, we could cut that one there. Okay, I like it. It's very pleasant to listen to. It'd be great in the car or something like that. But as far as just playing it to enjoy it or rock it out, uh, the production's really good. You know, I sure. hate to do it, but I'm going to give them two hearts out of five. Two out of hearts. Or yeah. two, two hearts out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's just a little it, too repetitive for me. It's almost too got slow. Like a, it sounds almost know? like an intro almost. Yeah, like it sounds like a, that should have picked up into like a rap song and then went like 100 words a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. So so two, two hearts out of five. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next up, we have Necro with Billie Jean 2005. Wait till it gets into the verse. Michael's a faggot, a pedophile pervert will get murdered in jail when a shank is inserted. Blood squirts at his nervous system. He's dressed like his sister. His face twisted like Twister and Twizzler. The Riddler, the Joker, his father beat him into a maniacal Michael, a monster, a creature. A thriller that fucks children with his brother Tito. Unless I'm a Okay, that's enough of that one for me there. Now I'm, I'm going to have an interesting opinion on this because as much as I like being able to, to turn around and take you know something bad inside of you uh-huh. you know some hate that you have and letting it out of yourself and expressing it and thereby maybe healing yourself and getting past something which may sound to me like a lot like what this guy's doing you know yeah but um just i don't like that it's going to be in that context you know like of something that we're supposed to enjoy and listen to like that does uh, that doesn't really strike me as horrorcore like i get that it's scary and hurtful but it sounds more like bashing than like horror to me. Okay. Um, and as much as I would abhor any kind of criminal activities that Michael Jackson would ha- do, like when he recorded Billie Jean, uh-huh. you know, he was a young man. Hopefully he wasn't doing anything like that. <laughs> but its impact on the culture, on the world itself, is it, too good to just shit on, I think. In my okay. personal opinion. Sure. You know, Billie Jean is my favorite Michael Jackson song. And I, <laughs> which, I, I don't, I don't want I... it turned into some kind of pedophile bashing murdering thing, which, <laughs> hey, pedophiles fucking suck. Don't get me wrong. But let's not remember the song in that way. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Which is one of the reasons why I picked that one. I was like, oh, this is going to hit kind of close <laughs> you to you know that. I like that one. <laughs> I'm playing Vice City, you know, on PlayStation 2, man. And I'll be jamming with the fucking Billie Jean on that. So how many hearts um, for Necro? I'm going to give that zero out of five <laughs> Really? Hearts. No hearts yeah. for Necro? Okay. No, that's a little too mean, man. You know, it's all about the love here. You get no hearts. You're talking about gay bashing or <laughs> well, we're pedophile also are, bashing. We're trying to shit. find the king of horror, yeah. course. Yeah, so that's not the you, king. That's not uh, the... It wasn't horror. That was... Was hate was hate core. <laughs> okay, let, let let's check out Isham with Cross My Heart. Well, this guy can spit it really good. Absolutely. But again, this seems like more of an emo core song than like a horse like. <laughs> He's talking about hurting himself and cutting himself. <laughs> yeah, okay, you can cut that one. This is like personal trauma core. I don't like that one either. I'll give that one one out of five hearts. Oh, man. Well, just so you know, Isham was pretty much the uh, the horrorcore rapper that influenced the Insane Clown Posse. So uh, okay. I didn't want to give you too much you know, beforehand sure, on that sure. one. But I would yeah. say you you probably picked a bad track of his. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely off of his first album. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I yeah. can definitely see the similarity, but I would say that even ICP, to me personally, like maybe I'm misunderstanding the genre, but I, I wouldn't strictly classify them as horrorcore mm-hmm. because so much of what they sing is 
so varied in that it's more like current events, almost pseudo-political stuff, sure. you know, and things like that. Which, but they do have songs that are very much like, I howl at the moon like a sick yeah. psychopath, like a werewolf yeah. or something. Yeah, and of course we're so just listening, themes, we're listening you know? to one song out of each group. Yeah, so they, don't they, take they, this yeah. as me bashing an artist completely. This is one song, so. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next up we have a newer uh, artist, Hobson, with Sag My Pants. That's not even a horror title. <laughs> Once again, lots of intro. Hollywood ass rappers, bitch ass females. That's enough to make a nigga flip. Yeah, I ain't run like a bomb, so give up the baton. I slap you after busting the fucking nut in my palm. Why you mugging me like something was wrong? Just take a puff of the bomb and let me leave your mind corrupt from the song. See, you can't stop me because I'm a brainwashed teens and create false dreams because it pays off clean. I'm just an idiotic, ironic, symbolic, Illuminati product that's going to be killed if I talk about it. This industry business is all screwed up. Okay, this guy's flow is fantastic. He's really smooth. He's really good. the weakest niggas who not on my pedigree because on a tombstone, it's as hard as them name will I like the music doesn't take you away from the lyrics too much. Okay, you can you, <laughs> All right. So I, I let that one ride for a little bit because I knew the second verse was much more horror orientated. Sure, sure. So, and I, I think I'm understanding the genre as a whole better. You know that <laughs> this is just rap that's fucking scary as opposed <laughs> to being horror related. So as I'm I'm starting to understand that more and more, sure. um, I'm, uh, I can factor that into my equations much better. But so uh, What I, would you give Hobson? Th- this Hobson, man, his flows were freaking great. The uh the the music was fantastic and the lyrics were killer, man. You know, I really liked it. I'm gonna go ahead and give that the five out of five hearts. Oh, That's man, my he favorite takes so the far. Lead. All right. I like that one. It was dark, but not in like a hateful way. It was more of like that I'm just a crazy fucking murderer way, <laughs> which is horror. I like it. Absolutely. All right, we have one more. One more. Okay, it last comes one. From, you know, the almighty tech nine. This oh, is Takanina. The psycho <laughs> bitch. Oh, that's starting out good. <laughs> I want you to quit calling me, calling me, following me, following me. Why do you trip with me? After you get through swallowing me, never knew this younger would explode. Like this. Now that I know this, I must reload. <laughs> okay, I just got lost in it. You, we can go ahead and stop that one there. I'm just rocking the Tekanina now. You, you know, I love him, man. He's so good. Oh, absolutely. Um, Definitely one of the best, you know, new rappers around. Absolutely. I like the intro that he was pulling in some real horror stuff to it and all that. Absolutely. With the um, Michael Myers or Halloween theme. Yes, or, yeah. That fits in with horror. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, you know, he always cuts some great rhymes. You know, he's he's fantastic in so many ways. But... As far as all the songs that we listen to today, if I rate it on just the individual songs, uh-huh. the, the scare factor of Hobson's song, I think, is still going to edge it out by just a hair. So I'm going to give Tech 9 the four out of five hearts. Oh, man. So here we have it. El Bandito's King of Horrorcore would be... Hobson. Hobson. All right. Well, Hobson, you know, we'll definitely be contacting you online and letting you know that you've got the Power of Love's, you know, annual... King of Horrorcore Award. That's it, man. Yep, you nailed it. That was great stuff. It was very scary, but also clever and fun. You know, so it 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 very much has a horror feel that is an enjoyable horror. You know, it's not shitty just to be shitty. It wasn't hateful. You know, but it was fun. And quite frankly, you know, horror isn't horror unless it's fun. Absolutely, man. With that being said, let's get into our next musical break, which is M877 with Dynamite, which is a heavy metal cover. Dynamite. Woo. Yeah, came to dance, 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 dance. I hit the floor, cause that's my plan, 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 plan. I'm wearing all my favorite friends, friends, friends. 
And that was M877 with their cover of Dynamite. Boy, I like that track, though. You know, the drummer on that was pretty amazing, wasn't he? Oh, man, yeah. Some of that double bass that he had mm-hmm. going there fits so well. I mean, that was a really good cover of that song. Yeah, and it keeps the pace so good. But I have to say, I love, like, the metal fans and their comments on YouTube when you see the video. Oh, well, what did they have <laughs> like, to say? Every comment is like, fuck yes, fucking amazing, <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> you know? But my favorite, I think, is the guy who's like, uh, fucking good singer, doesn't sound and fit with metal. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> because he does. He has a good singing voice. You know, Absolutely. normally for a metal song, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Like it's dynamite. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely, man. No, it was. It, you know, it's... It, the whole track itself is very well produced. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, being that it's a song that we do know from like, you know, TV and movies and stuff like that, you know, it's, you're familiar with it. And then when you hear that twist on it, like you said, with all that double bass mm-hmm. and, you know, but like even during like the one like breakdown part, the one guy's... Throw your fucking head in the yeah, like that's metal. You know, it's like it's like you know that's that's metal. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it it really it wasn't just a cover. It was really the metal yeah. twist on it. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, after listening to all that horrorcore, I figured we better <laughs> throw in some like heavy metal or something. You like along that line, or Justin McPatches might get kind of mad at us. <laughs> some heavy metal pop too. I like that. Yeah, oh, you know, well that that's the way. Hey. Listen, if tonight's one, if tonight's the first night you're tuning into the Power Hour, let's tell you this: like you're going to hear a very abstract, wide array yes, of, of it is music. Very e- eclectic. Yes, we <laughs> like to keep it different. We like to bring different things in because hey, we're all about the love. We're all about the mm-hmm. love of music. You know, yeah. we're not one type versus we. We literally anything that we can find that we enjoy. We're going to throw on here and let you all enjoy it too. Yep. We're all about spreading the love and we want to spread the love to as many people as possible. So if you want to email us at powerhourofloveloveof at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook page, you can send us all sorts of, you know, naughty photos of yourself or oh, yeah. meet us up in different places and we'll spread all the love you want. Absolutely. Unless you're like a crazy <laughs> horrorcore artist that like wants to kill us now. Yeah, because thanks. El Bandito <laughs> gave you a like low heart level. Like, yeah, you could just email him then. <laughs> oh, Find out. <yeah. laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, hey, don't worry. We're really going to get back into the love now because it's one of our equal loves and lots of our listeners love this. It's time for the Video Game Zone. Video Game Zone. All right, El Bandito, so I know this is one of your favorite parts of the show, and you were telling me earlier about a new game that came out just this week. Why don't you share it with the fans? Well, just coming out this week is Battlefield 1. Now, you may be confused because Battlefield <laughs> has had a lot of iterations of games over the years. Absolutely. Um, but this is supposed to be like a new renovation kind of of the series, um, and they, they have a lot of new innovative things here. And what they're doing is they're telling a story that, if I'm understanding correctly, is going to run through several periods of history starting with very early onset war but when you fight what you do will affect the future of the games now that may just be only for the multiplayer segments okay because it's talking about having buildings and structures and areas uh, be permanently destroyed from run round to the next and not regenerating and things like this sure. so we're gonna have to get our hands on a copy of this and actually play it but it turns out that, they, like I said, they're adding in a lot of these innovative new features. I'm going to have to see them to really comprehend them. Sure. But part of what they have is they have a they have a weather subroutine in there that will constantly be changing the weather throughout different matches. So, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So you might not, even though you've played through a level or a match, like you know, they're, they're going to add in different things to change the environment and such yeah like it could be heavy fog one time you play it and it's very difficult to see or rain where your character will actually interact with the environment differently like maybe they slip and fall or it's harder to climb up things or something shooting probably becomes you know maybe there's a little different on that yeah your windage from snipering and things like that they've also added in some equipment that they say are it you know they're they're called behemoths and they say are the largest mech mechanized equipment that you've been able to use in Battlefield so far. Oh, wow. So I imagine this is some kind of futuristic, you know, armored core style suit you can wear and run around and cause mayhem. But, you know, it it should have all the staples of classic war 
with some new age technology also thrown in. So it sounds like a pretty exciting game. We're looking forward to playing it here in the near future. Oh, you know it, man. And I know Battlefield's always been known for their environmental destruction. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really glad that they're getting away from like those kind of like almost like GTA mashups that they were doing for a while there. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what they were called, but I just never really got into them. This sounds much more up my alley, and I think I'll be checking it out as well. Absolutely. Well, also just recently released is the PlayStation VR. You know, that's, oh yeah, I yeah. I, I I've done a few things with VR, and you know, I think it's cool. But you know, being that I wear glasses, yeah. you know, it's like it's hard to. I hate look, VR. Know. I think it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, man. But it, it, it I, I see where they're going with it, yeah. like a very immersive kind mm-hmm. of thing. And you know, this bundle that that PlayStation put out, like you get the. Uh, you get the the camera, you know, it goes mm-hmm. over your eyes. You get the headset, and you get two of their little, you know, PlayStation Move things. Sure. Plus a game that has like you know ten different probably like little trial. Remember like back yeah. in the day with like the Menacer. Yeah, like yeah. You got like the little game. <laughs> yeah. That here, went with... here are six fucking terrible games you're gonna play one time until you buy a good game with it. <laughs> exactly. If they ever release one. Yeah. But <laughs> well, the the trailer they show for it for the the PlayStation VR is that you get to play as Batman, and the guy jumps down, and he is Batman. Oh, that's kind of cool. I have okay. to say, okay, here are my beefs with VR, right? Just real quick. Okay. For one, it's all tunnel vision. Sure. Okay, sure. most people don't realize the human field of vision is like over 270 degrees. Okay. Like, we don't think about our peripheral vision in that sense, but if you've ever worn a mask, like if you play airsoft or paintball, you mm-hmm. know that your field of vision actually extends beyond 180 degrees. Gotcha. Okay, now gotcha. VR, they give you about 90 degrees straight in front of you that you can look at. I see know? what you're saying. So you yeah. constantly have to turn your head to look at things. And I know, oh, first world problem, i got to turn my head so much. <sighs> but no, look, I'm telling you, my second biggest beef with VR is the fact that what nobody really liked the Wii for casual gaming Mm -hmm. because you're constantly jumping around and waving your arms around and it's tiring. It's not uh, relaxing that I came home from work. It's a great party system where you can invite a bunch of people over, play the golf, play the tennis, whatever, and it's fun. You jump around, you be active, you move. But for a casual gamer that's like, or I don't know if that's casual or more hardcore, but someone who's going to want to play 250 hours of Fallout, you don't want to be waving your arms around like you're fucking directing traffic (laughs) the whole time, you know? It, it will definitely get people to burn a little more calories, but I know what you're saying. Like when yeah. I, to me, I play games. It's 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 a it's a relaxation thing. It's mm-hmm. something I do when I want to chill out. You know, and it's yeah. like you know, hey, like you said, being that you know that option's there, and it's not necessary to like you know as long as they don't start making VR specifics, which I understand is Batman one probably is very you know exclusive. But mm-hmm. hey, that's fine as long as like the main games in the series I could still play with my controller will be cool. Yeah, I, I, and and again, it's it's just the kind of thing where like, how much jumping around are you going to be doing in your <laughs> VR world? That's how much true. looking around are you going to be doing? I mean, you can't obviously walk in place, so uh, yeah. I don't understand the appeal. But we'll see where the technology takes us. It's kind of like Obamacare. It's not great, but it seems like it's a stepping stone to something better that we just all have to fucking swallow and suffer through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought we already said that we, you know. There's no love in politics, so we can't go there. <laughs> Very <laughs> no, true. <laughs> but I do get what you're saying, man. And yeah, I, I would love to try one out. I, I wish there'd be a way that like there'd be a way that I could adjust the screen to fit my prescription mm-hmm. of my glasses. Like that would be awesome. Where I don't have to wear glasses, but like the screen. You know, like just kind of sure, throwing sure. some, you know, uh, let's patent that one. You know, <laughs> uh, you know some, some asshole is going to go off and make a lot of money on that someday. Well, you know what? Uh, along those lines, if you want something better that's going to fit your field of vision, the, the thing that I think should really be what they're leaning towards are the more interactive games like Pokemon Go where you're using your camera and your phone, and it's not something that's linked to your face, but yeah. something that you use to interact with a sort of fictional world. And if you haven't heard, They'll be launching the uh, like second style of game, very much like that, called Night Terrors. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, We're and Night Terrors cool. is going to turn your environment into a haunted house. Oh, that's Where you cool. have to hunt down ghosts and monsters and different things like this. So it's augmented reality, not virtual yes, reality. Yes, yes, okay. augmented reality. I was trying to think okay. of what it is that they call that. Gotcha. But yes, as far as augmented reality goes, this new Night Terrors game is supposed to be coming out a la Pokemon Go. 
and they talk about you know you'll look through a room in your house and all of a sudden the walls have eyes we might have to yeah. play that here on the power <laughs> hour and record i would be very interested because i know i told you that I, I wasn't really into the pokemon go thing um <laughs> and as much as i hate being scared yeah. uh I'm, I'm tempted to to check that out that sounds pretty exciting and all of you people out there who enjoyed Pokemon Go, jump on this Night Terrors game. It should be available soon. And shoot, shoot us a comment. Let us know what you think, what you like about it, and where the cool hotspots are that we could check out. Absolutely, man. And just keeping with the horror thing real quick, uh, we just want to let everyone know that the upcoming Friday the 13th game has been delayed. It won't be out now until summer 2017. But they are adding in a first-player mode. Okay. So it's not just going to be like a, a multiplayer game. You'll nice. be able to play a story mode. And they're going to include uh, Tommy Jarvis, which was like Ooh. Jason's arch enemy, oh. originally played by Corey Feldman <laughs> when he was a little kid. <laughs> nice. So uh, I don't know if Corey's doing any <laughs> Yeah, He might be too busy uh, rapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be trying to be the new MJ, and then Necro's going to kill him. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then you got, uh, we also have uh, just recently released by Rockstar a real teaser that a upcoming sequel to Red Dead uh, Redemption Ooh. is coming out. They haven't officially announced it, but they put out, you know, teaser poster with, you know, uh, you know, uh, Wild West Sunset and guys riding horses. So I was like, well, what else are they going to do with that? <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm very excited to hear where that goes and we'll be sure to keep everyone up to date on the video game zone. All right, coming up next, we got a brand new track from On the Shoulders of a Giant with Please Drink More Water.
That was on the shoulders of a giant with please drink more water. Oh man, I need to drink some water after that track because it rocked. <laughs> oh, absolutely, senor. And I really liked how the lead male singer comes in and he has this great death growl, mm-hmm. you know, and he's rocking the song. And then they have a female lead singer who jumps in too, mm-hmm. and she has a beautiful voice and she's, you know, just jumping into the track. And then bam, she switches to a death growl as well. And I was really surprised by that. So, you know, it's a bunch of young kids taking an old genre and pumping some new life into it. I liked it. You got it, man. And they're known locally here in the Treasure Coast. And man, just, you know, lining up perfectly with that new track and video that you can find on YouTube and Facebook, we have On the Shoulders of a Giant performing nearby. Why don't you tell them about El Bandito? Well, it looks like they will be at the St. Lucie Inn and Lounge for Black Mass, which will be Friday, October 21st. This is a free show that will start at 9.30 p.m., and it will feature Break the Hero, Gargantua Tarantula, On the Shoulders of a Giant, First Issue Variant, and many more. This is a 21 and up show, though, so make sure to leave the kitties at home. Absolutely, and from what I've heard through the grapevine is that they're also going to have a costume contest. So if those folks are feeling a little, you know, Halloween festive a week before, you know, come on out in some costumes. All right, next up. The following night, we have another night at Sharky's in Fort Pierce. That's going to be on Saturday, October 22nd. There is a door charge, which will only be $3. The show kicks off at 9, and it will be featuring Hiding in Vegas, In Motion, Caltrice, and Alloy. Lots of good local talent at that show as well. So it's just going to be a rocking weekend. And I did go to that Sharky show a few months ago. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you show up with a costume there too, you'd be welcome with open arms as well. Oh, you have to love anywhere that lets you wear a costume. And that's super fantastic, man. I mean, it's the perfect weekends leading up now at the end of October for some Halloween fun. So get your costumes ready. And all you beautiful women's out there, slut it up a bit. Oh, man. Is there anything <laughs> else going on towards the end of the month, El Bandito? Well, last but not least, since Halloween will be on a Monday this year, the, we have one last Saturday. And on Saturday, October 29th, Halloween Havoc will be going down at the Midtown Bar and Grill in Fort Pierce. This is another free show, and it will begin at 8 p.m., and it's featuring Mind Scar, Nation of Decay, Amnesty, and KTM. And this event is for all ages. Oh, man, an all-ages show of that caliber? Yeah, an all-ages show with Mindscar kind of sounds like pretty wild. (laughs) Absolutely, man. I mean, they Uh, say all ages, but I'm pretty sure there are some ages that you probably shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is true, but, you know, to see, you know, Richie and the guys and Mindscar back in St. Lucie County in the Treasure Coast, like, that's going to be a real treat and definitely putting together just all that other talent as well. Yeah, for being a free show, there's no reason why people should not be going out to Midtown Bar and Grill on October 29th. Oh, absolutely, man. It's a free show, and you're never going to see talent like that for free again. Oh, you so know. get out there and check it out. Well, that about wraps it up for our events for today, El Bandito. And, you know, I think it's come to be about that time. Yeah, it's wrapping up the whole show at this point as well. So thank you to all you beautiful listeners out there. And make sure if you have any love questions or you have any shows or events that you want us to talk about, hit us up at thepowerhouroflove at gmail.com. Shoot over to our Facebook page and send us some love. Absolutely. This is Charbol and El Bandito. With the Power Hour of Love only on Podunk Radio. Yeah. Things were going so great, but what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.
for Beck. 